Well, welcome everyone. I've got a fantastic show today. I've got Brad Kaufman on the on the show today, and we're going to be talking about transitioning business owners out of the weeds, getting them from working in their business to working on their business. Because you know that when the business owner can level up and work on their business, they can grow their customer account and they can grow their revenue, growing their business to the vision that they had and set for when they opened up their doors. Brad, welcome today. So Brad is a business broker. He is the co-founder and business partner of Valhalla Business Brokers. And Brad, welcome today. Um, I know that the audience would love to get to know who you are and um, a little bit about your background, but maybe even start first with what is Valhalla Business Brokers? Maybe explain a little bit about the business and what that means. You bet, Steve. Thank you, obviously. Um, uh, my business partners, um, both Army veterans and I, um, as a law enforcement professional or, or retired, um, almost 100 years of service to our country. Wow. Thank you. And you bet. Thank you. So when we have lost teammates, co-workers, battle buddies, uh, a, a common expression that we use is till Valhalla. Now, in Norse mythology, um, warriors go to the hall of Valhalla. It's the large place where warriors go, much like heaven for Christians. It's Valhalla um, for warriors that have preceded us in, in battle. So when we say till Valhalla, that means when Andrew or, or Tim or I um, past because of our warrior deeds, because of our professional status, we would say till Valhalla. So Andrew came up with the name. Um, we were both uh, brokers for another uh, BFW uh, M&A firm or business consulting firm. And we saw the writing on the wall, Steve, and saw the opportunity to, to create our own vision, our own future. And, uh, we started Valhalla Business Brokers in December of 2019. It's been a blessing since, and uh, I could not have a better business partner in, in Andrew Lowry. And although our third partner is in the weeds, if you will, um, certainly having Tim on board as well and to be surrounded by both of them, you know, it is greatness for me. Well, that's, that's awesome. That's a fantastic name as well. I mean, it represents your background and, and really who y'all are about. Um, so tell a little bit about your background. What brought you to uh, becoming a business broker and now uh, being a, a partner, a co-partner with Valhalla Business Brokers? Um, I moved back to Dallas um, in 2012. Um, I got my second SWAT dog, Lease Canine. Um, I was previously a, a federal agent with the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. And prior to that, Steve, I was a Dallas police officer where I, I was a two-year member of the Dallas SWAT team, um, became an ATF agent, retired after 28 years. And, and during that last two years of service to ATF, I would um, have lunch with one of my church buddies, church neighbors here in uh, McKinney. And he would often ask me, hey, um, what are you going to do when you retire? And I certainly did not have a vision of right. carrying a firearm professionally. 
Um, so break bread, have lunch. I would help him feed the homeless, put clothes on their back, pray <laughs> over them. We'd go to downtown Dallas, which for me was 180 degrees from what I was doing as a Dallas police officer. Hey, knock it off. The puppies are playing. Um, fine. So with, with that being said, um, I went to work uh, for another M&A firm. And the transition for me um, was almost seamless. Now it was conversations without teammates and battle buddies and a, a, a terrific canine as my partner. Now it was having conversations and relationships and not having to utilize weapons or overwhelming force. But again, nurturing conversations, much like a negotiator in mm -hmm. law enforcement would do. Now I was negotiating in person over lunch, over a handshake, um, or even at church, um, having those kind of conversations with businessmen and women who realized that they needed to be businessmen in addition to being business owners. Right. Yes, absolutely. Well, and in your role as a business broker, I guess you can represent both ends. I mean, not at the same time, perhaps, but you might represent someone who's trying to exit out of their business, or you might represent someone who's trying to purchase that business. Is that right? Absolutely. As, as well as uh, someone in between who wants to scale their business um, for multiple reasons. You know, oftentimes um, in my prior life, we, I, my teammates and I would um, be surrounded by um, folks that thought they were leaders only because they wore the insignia of supervisor or team commander or assistant director, but just wearing those titles on their sleeve, their shirt or wherever doesn't make them a subject matter expert. But as business consultants, Andrew's point of view and, and mine as well, is that if business owners surrounded themselves with subject matter experts, CFOs, CPAs, bookies, um, vice president of operations, who's been there for 20 years, and not just presuming because I'm the owner, right. I know it all, and not to defer to software, hardware, financial people, financial advisors, but have that team, have that crew work and have that inverted triangle. So not the traditional triangle with COO on top or CEO on top, but flip it so that the CEO is at the bottom and he's supporting this operation instead of dictating this operation. And, and the relevancy for business men and women is that they get that, much like what we were talking about previously, work in or work on. Right. Which one's going to get you the return of investment, the return of earnings, and as well as maximizing time? Yeah, I like that inverted triangle analogy because it really, I mean, it, it, it illustrates servant leadership where you as the leader are responsible for supporting and removing the obstacles of those that are running your business, not just command and control because you're the CEO, you have the title. So I really like that um, illustration. Now let's recognize one of my favorite sponsors, Calendar Bridge. 
CalendarBridge makes it so easy to book appointments with your customers, your clients, really anybody you want to meet with without the back and forth hassle of finding out what their availability is and whether or not it matches yours. With CalendarBridge, you simply send whomever you want to meet with a link and they can find time that fits their busy schedule and have direct access to what's available on your calendar. When they click through the experience, they'll book an appointment on your calendar and then they'll be notified of all the details related to your appointment. You can get your first month free when you use code DJKKT. That's a capital T. Just go to www.insuremesteve.us forward slash calendar bridge and use code DJKKT with a capital T. Now let's get back to the show. I, I listened to, uh, I'm a member of Christian Businessmen Connectors, and I had the good fortune last month to listen to Patrick Hammer talk about that triangle. And I'd heard it previously, but Pat, Patrick's description of it was that as the CEO, as the bearer of good news and, and bad news, is that he wanted to support everyone from the bottom. And, and I remember years ago having a conversation with one of the Marriott hotel chain siblings, three sons and a daughter. And I was dating someone that was very close to the family. And, and uh, David Marriott made a comment to me. He said, you know, my dad told me one time years ago that as the CEO, you should always care what your line people have to say. I said, well, give me an example. And he said, my dad would walk in the basement of our billion dollar industry, our billion dollar empire, walk down in the basement and talk with a cook, a janitor, a cleaning lady, and ask them in managing Marriott properties worldwide, Steve, he would ask them, what do you think? How can I make your job better? Right. And they would look at Mr. Marriott and say, are you serious? No, I don't understand why you're asking me. Right. I'm down here in the basement and you're up there. And he goes, no, I'm down here with you. And that's all that matters to me. And again, servant leadership, servant heart, much to inverted triangle. Right, right. No, that's a great story. Um, you know, in the, in the clients that you work with, what do you see that they struggle with where they, they look at it that way and maybe they want to get that triangle inverted, but they struggle getting out of that, that kind of um, mindset of control and being in the weeds and working in their business and really getting to that point where they can work on it. Maybe the one or, th one or two things that you see that they struggle the most with. I think just the mindset that they are the business owner because it says it right here, says it here, or look at my brand, my logo. Bill Marriott, second CEO of the Marriott chain after his father passed the leadership to him, did not espouse that view. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think two things that can help are for CEOs and, and even business owners that are not in a CEO title, but just a business owner, Listen to the guys in the shop. If you're an HVAC owner doing $15 million 
in revenue like a friend of mine is. He talks to the technicians. He asks them, how can, how can I as the owner serve you and, and the guys that are in the van better? He asks his bookkeeper the same thing. How can I serve you better? He wants payroll on time. Mm -hmm. She wants counting stats on time, but he's asking and business owners are truly entrenched in their personnel. In, in Bill Marriott's mind, every CEO, every business owner should know the business from the bottom up. Right. And there's that inverted triangle. <clears throat> it started here at the very bottom and I grew up to the top but I have so many people on the horizontal, on the lateral with me that if I go to Bora Bora for two weeks, Steve, you, my business partner, VP of business development, COO, CFO, vice president of operations can run the business. And I never have to pick up this. I never have to look at it because I have you and I have others that can run this company. Because right. the triangle is like this. Yeah, um, you know, it reminds me of the story. Leadership isn't about staying at the, you know, the glass tower, the corner office. It's about getting really close to the work and understanding the work that your employees do. And then as a servant leader, really asking them, what do you need? And then remove those obstacles that are in their way, provide that support that they need because they will prop you up as a business owner and ultimately lead to the success of the business. And then to your point, um, when you're away, when you can equip them to run the business and solve the day-to-day -day problems that happen, they don't need to call you with the next fire that they got. No, and... And to share that, you know, over the last three years that I've been in the M&A industry um, with either business owners that do or don't know my background, much like when we were operational, when I was on our full-time special response team with ATF, we always had a team commander. Mm -hmm. We always had a squad leader, but there was always an assistant squad leader. Um, Someone in case a squad leader went down, there was always an assistant that, that knew his, his job, much like the business owner that wants to go to Bora Bora and not have to, not have to, to, to be buried in the weeds with the minutia of the company because he wants to spend time with his grandkids, his wife. He's on a church retreat. Um, he's anywhere, but the company can exist without him. And then I share with those same businessmen and women, Steve, that when business owner can be um, vacant from the business and it can run without him or her, then that's a business that is easier for me to sell. Oh, yeah. Because if I can't sell it with the owner, then it's just a job. Doesn't matter if you do 3 million or, or 30 million, if, I cannot be removed from the company in day-to-day -day operations or quarterly or whatever it may be, then what kind of business do I have to sell? I, I don't because I'm saying, hey, Steve, if you want to buy my business, 
you and I are both going to have to work 80 hours a week. Right. And you don't want an 80 hour a week job. You want a job that generates revenue, cash, minimizes costs, maximizes profit and value, either through personnel or supply lines or communications or IT uh, update, software, hardware. And it's constantly evolving. And when you get the processes of, of people maximizing their value, uh, <laughs> much like a business owner handing out a gift card, maybe it's only $25, but they're reminded that the guy at the top cares about the people at the bottom. Yeah. 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 And um, you, you're right on when you're trying to sell that business and you're the face of that business, the buyer's looking at it thinking, well, I can't replace you as the face, but if you have processes and systems in place and strong uh, a group of employees that are running the business, then the buyer is buying that, not the face of the business. And, um, you know, I've, I've gone through just some personal experience with that where, you know, buyers are going to discount that because guess what? You're trying to exit the business. You don't necessarily want to stay with it. And they may negotiate like a 66 month, a nine month transition period, but man, you're, you're ready to move on. So uh, yeah, they'll definitely discount that. And um, it behooves you as a business owner to really ensure that you can build your business in a way that it can outlive you. And it will, regardless who's running it and who's owning it, um, it's going to be successful. Let's look at Marriott again. Um, two, two Marriott's and then uh, the chairmanship the, the was turned over to Arn Sorensen, the first non-Marriott CEO. Um, Bill Marriott's I want to say his oldest son, I might be wrong here, mm -hmm. was asked if he wanted the job. And the son said, no, dad, I don't want to work that hard. And the dad said, you don't. And he said, dad, I, I'm, I'm up here with you and I see how hard you work. Yeah. I want to be out in Utah riding my mountain bike. I want to be with my family. And not that Bill Marriott was working too hard, but the time that Bill Marriott was putting in it. But much like you said, and, and I've told folks, your business has to be on the brand and your P&Ls have to, have to reflect that because I don't want to buy a job. Yeah. I want to buy your company because it generates revenue. And if it's like you said, 30, 45 days, six months, um, I've got a friend of mine that is in the process of selling um, his high-end boutique medical practice, um, half a dozen offers from five private equity groups, north of $10 million. They're, they paid off his, his mortgage. His mortgage is $20,000 a month. They're paying him to stay on board, but he loves what he's doing. That's his passion. And they're keeping his name at his locations throughout the Metroplex but he has a passion to can continue what he's doing, but he's not in the grind. He's not right. crunching numbers. All he has to do for three years is grow his business and they're going to pay him. I hate to say it. And he hated to say it, a stupid, silly amount of money to grow his practice that he no longer owns. They're going to pay him his salary, Steve, 
and then they're going to pay him on, on top of how he increases revenue and profits and then minimizes um, costs, um, which he's done phenomenally over the years. But that's the kind of business owner that becomes a businessman or a businesswoman and says, here's my exit strategy, because he had an exit strategy the day before he created his practice. Not, hey, Brad, I want to sell my business end of the year or next year. That, that's not really an exit strategy. Right. Two years out, keep your foot on the gas. Don't take it off. Let's maximize value, minimize costs and expenses, find new supply lines, do something different, as you said, in, in the people processes and, and sell this with a bang because guys our age, I think, want to spend time with grandkids. Mm -hmm. They want to travel in that, that motor home. Um, business owner that my business partner and I met with yesterday, he wants to be down on the coast. He wants to fish eight days a week. And Andrew <laughs> and I both know what eight days a week means. He wants to be on the beach eight days a week. He, he doesn't want to be in his business anymore. He's worked on it, tired of working in it, and he wants to be fishing. Right, right. Um, you mentioned the exit strategy, and I think that's a really um, good place to go because I hear a lot from my uh, business owners and some of my business coaches that I talk to that when the doors open, the business owner has a grand vision and it's all about the vision. But you're the first time I've heard someone say, and it needs to be about your exit strategy. It's not something that you wait until you're ready to exit. Talk a little bit more about well, you know, the importance of having that when those doors open. I'll back up to either, well, I'll back up to being a federal agent. You have to get hired before your, set, your 37th birthday so that you can put in 20 years because you're mandatory at 57 unless you're in a specialty position. So the federal government has decided that if they get 20 years out of you by putting in 20 years of service, I can theoretically, when, when I came on in June of 1990 in Denver, I knew I'd stay longer than 20 years. Mm -hmm. And I did. I, I stayed 28 years. But much like the business owner today that needs to become a businessman or businesswoman, the day before they generated a business plan, why, why am I owning this business? Why am I running it? Why am I operating it? Is it to create wealth? Is it to create a legacy? Is it to pay the bills? Why are you doing it? And what's your plan? Well, if your plan is to flip it between three and five years, I get it. I got it. I'm going to empower you. I'm going to be there, not just at the end, but I'm going to be there from today until then. And we'll work alongside each other. Not just when you say, hey, Brad, I want to sell it. So that exit strategy that a, a businessman has, Steve, allows them to have a vision to say vacation, family, new entity, move to Utah, move to Montana for the fly fishermen mm -hmm. um, that, that wants to fly fish eight days a week, as well as the guy on the beach down in South Texas. But all too often, Without that exit strategy, the business owner takes his or her foot off the gas, and we see that 
on the profit and loss statements. We see that on the balance sheet. Um, we, we see it with business owners that don't have P&Ls, but they did $5 million in revenue last year, and they want us to sell their business, but they don't have P&Ls to justify their numbers. Because as you know, it, it doesn't matter what your P&Ls say, but if your tax returns can't justify what you brought in for income and what you're going to pay Uncle Sam in taxes, you don't have a company to sell. Right. Um, and they had an exit strategy. They're both in their late 60s, a company out in West Texas that Andrew and I left uh, here in McKinney at 4.30 in the morning and didn't get back till 9.30 at that, that same night. So long drive, worth it, good conversation. But again, a, a business owner and, and his spouse that did not have an exit strategy. If they, if we could, they would have asked us to sell their business the same day. We, we can't sell their business next year because they have no P&Ls, no statements to justify um, what they think is a multi-million dollar, two and a half million dollar company. But again, to, to maximize or to emphasize having that exit strategy that the business owner tells employees, nothing's going to change. I'm going to stay on for six months, six weeks. We're going to grow the business together. You are my legacy. Now, someone else is buying it, but you are my legacy because you're my vice president. Mm -hmm. You're a, a minority owner, whatever it may be. But the legacy of what I leave in, in a brand says, all right, March of 2022, I want to be somewhere else. I, I don't want to be in the Metroplex. I want to be somewhere else doing something else. And I'm going to get to that finish line. You never see track stars slow down at 90 yards. Right. I always tell you to push through but business owners to do the same thing. That's a great point. You know, I, I like that. You never see them slow down. In fact, you actually see them run way past the, the, the ticket line, right? Because they, they know if they slow down, someone will pass them. I think there's probably videos of that somewhere on YouTube where they thought they won. I think I've seen it. They thought they won and bam, someone passed them. <laughs> yeah, and, and they're like this, like yeah, right, right. They're looking up on the monitor, like I don't see anybody behind me. And then all of a sudden, that guy or that gal is passing them up, and you're just like, oh, dude, all you had to do is go ten more yards or ten more months, because you know when you when you sell your company, business potential business owners don't want to see this. They want to see this. You're still growing your company. And for a private equity group to come in and tell my buddy, we're going to give you 30% on every amount of growth. He sold his company. They paid his mortgage. Now they're paying him. They're paying double his salary and they're incentivizing him. They're dangling the carrot, or as I said, no, the dark chocolate and scotch. And he's like, you know me. And I'm like, yeah, dangle the dark chocolate and not scotch for me, but you can get me to do a lot of things as well. And he's already doing this. Yeah. He hasn't even signed the uh, purchase agreement. They've got an LOI, um, but he's doing this and he's got his employees on board, Steve, doing the exact same thing just because he's going to be not in the head shop right. as the owner operator, 
he's just going to be the facilitator and what better place to be at because he and I both know where he wants to be out West. I've told him I would join him on some ventures that he wants to do out there. Um, his shooting was, is with a rifle. Mine's with a camera for landscape photography. Right. Man, that's all he wants to do is, is be out West and he's worked tremendously over the years and here's his exit strategy. He's planning it and, you know, having that servant heart um, be offered, have five offers since January of this year from five private equity groups in excess of a lot of millions of dollars. And he's just like a kid in a candy store. Well, that's, that's the power of really understanding why you're getting into business and then, you know, turning that into what it's going to do for you when you are ready to get out of it, but then run past that exit. Don't slow down. Make sure that you take it all the way to that finish line and beyond. So, uh, well, Brad, this has been fantastic. If um, people, if business owners wanted to talk with you or people wanting to get into business wanted to talk with you, uh, how would they get in contact with you and what would be the best way for them to do that? Um, Phone number, website, LinkedIn, Facebook, um, Instagram is all about landscape grandkids and dog pictures. But um, again, my name is Brad Kaufman and that's spelled K-A-U-F-M-A-N. My phone number um, at Valhalla Business Brokers, 443-761-0809. And I'll repeat that, 443-761-0809. Our website is ValhallaBusinessBrokers.com. And my email is brad at valhallabrokers.com. And spell, spell Valhalla. You bet. Uh, v is in Victor. A-L-H-A-L-L-A. Valhalla. It's the great hall where warriors go after um, serving their country, after dying in battle and uh you know, it's just a phenomenal name that, that Andrew came up with. And we've um, got so many positive responses for it. I, I'm, I'm thankful for my business partner. And I'm thankful for my buddies that have preceded us in, in battle. Awesome. Well, thank you. And I'm thankful for you just being on the show today, sharing a little bit more about Bahala business brokers, your background, and then your experience working with business owners. So thank you very much for spending the time today. Absolutely. Steve, I much appreciate you too, brother. Thank you. Well, I hope you found a lot of value in today's episode. I'm so grateful that Brad was able to join us today. And the information or the advice that he shared for small businesses was so spot on, starting with the importance of surrounding yourself with subject matter experts in your business and sharing the story of the Marriott family and the experience those siblings had watching their father grow that business to what it is today. As the CEO, you should always care what your line employees have to say. And as the CEO of Marriott, he was always found in the basement talking to the individuals that were really running his business on a day-to-day basis, allowing him to support them and make sure that they were successful making a great customer experience for 
his customers, therefore growing his revenue. Fantastic example of working on your business, not necessarily in it. As a broker, as a business broker, Brad brings a wealth of knowledge about how you need to look at your exit strategy and run your business in such a way that you can be vacant and the business will continue to run. Without that, someone looking to buy your business would evaluate it as just another job. But if you have the right systems, processes, people, and tools in place, then they understand that they are buying a business that's going to generate continuing income for them, and that's where the value is. And then the importance of really having that exit strategy already determined when you open your doors for your business. The last thing you want to do is get to the last days of business ownership and at that point be figuring out what your exit strategy is. And then the most important thing you can do is continue through the finish line. Make sure you continue to run that business at optimal levels all the way through closure of the acquisition so that you maximize your return on your business long term. It was fantastic to have Brad on the show. I hope you found a tremendous amount of value in the information that he provided. One of the keys to working on your business and not in your business is always attracting and retaining motivated employees so that you can develop them and they can work in your business, allowing you to work on your business. Even when you're away, your business should continue to operate efficiently and with high income levels. If you would like help getting and keeping motivated employees, structuring health benefits is a great way to do that. And I'm happy to help and explore how we can do that together. I want to be your trusted advisor for health insurance benefits. My name is Steve Stump, and this has been another episode of 100% On, Not In, Your Business.